likes this show of everything. Top fives presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prati, and I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have um, just a musically inclined program for you this evening. But before we get to all of the musician, Jonathan, how are you? It sounded like Mich- Michelin, Michelin, Michelin Man. Michelin Man, <laughs> yes. This is for uh, your dad, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love the rock. I have, like, no drinks for this week. I, I am disappointing right now. But, Come on, uh, buddy. Come on, buddy. I got to stock my fridge up again, so. You do. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing okay this week, just uh, just working, and that's pretty much it. I was um, helping a friend of mine record some vocals at the studio in Pasadena today, which is pretty cool. Nice. And I met this very interesting composer, this guy, David, uh, sorry, Martin DeVich is his name. And he did all the music for the show ER, which is... That's cool. That's impressive. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's still going, but he's been doing it for it, many years. It went on for, uh, God, ER went on for like almost 20 years. Yeah. So it was super cool to be like just That's talking really awesome. to this gentleman about, uh, you know, his c- compositions and stuff. And uh, Yeah. And then yeah. I was just help, helping out a friend record something because uh, they needed an engineer. So that was it. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that's pretty much it, dude. Nothing much this week. Just kind of taking it day by day. I like it. Yeah. I like How it. you doing? How you doing, Joey? I am exhausted. I'm great. Um, moving has been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of running around and, you know... Um, we, setting, stuff mean, <laughs> setting stuff up, getting the apartment looking, you know, you can see my little Arctic Monkeys poster Dude, from when we did Outside so cool. Lands in 2011. Um, <laughs> my whiteboards are getting up and um, yeah, but I've been, me and Marty have just been walking everywhere and exploring. Dude, that's I've been so walking awesome. to North Beach like every day and um, walked there this morning and got some Fagazza. Fagazza. Um, mm. Yeah, walked to my lady's house, which was fun. That was like a good like five and a half mile trek. Um, yeah, so I've just been really kind of getting intimate with the city a little bit and just doing that. I'm I'm exhausted, but it's been it's been great fun and um, just grateful to to be where I am at the moment. So that's awesome, dude. And yeah. it, do you feel pretty settled into your place right now? Or for the most part, you know, there's little things that are nagging me. Um, so like I cleaned up some wires and. Um, I've got all these fucking typewriters that don't work. Um, I happened upon a bunch of typewriters that don't work, and I need to get rid of them, and I want to sell them. Um, but I want to, like, make some coin off it. You know what I mean? So they're, just, they're yeah, taking up a lot of space, things like that. Um, yeah, you know, it's just the little things. It's the little things. I, I, found, I think I found your, your typewriter Instagram page the other day. Was don't that talk you? about that. No. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Typerati? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no worries, dude. Yeah, no worries. sometimes I write some poetry and I felt like throwing it up. And hey. uh, now I feel awkward about it. So I haven't even logged into that in uh, <laughs> in a while. So It's all good. Yeah. I, I, friend, I friended you. <laughs> the other Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, if you like some horny poetry, I'm your guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Joey's your guy, everyone. Mm-hmm. Cool, dude. Well, I'm glad you're settling in and getting to know the city. That's super cool. I know we've, yeah. talked, off, we've talked off air about me possibly visiting 
and doing like a little jam session or something. So we'll have to make that happen soon. We will. Um, and you know, it can't just be a jam set. We got to record. We got to, we got, yeah, we, gotta we got ideas something. cooking in the, in the, um, in the we old do mind oven there. Which will so. probably bring in my whole rig and stuff and microphones and shit. And yeah, maybe just set up in the garage and just bang hey out. Man, some I got, I got a microphone that plugs into my iPhone and we could, we could definitely, Heck yeah, dude. We'll, use, we'll sure. use everything at our disposal, and, you know, I think it'll be, between all of us, I think it'll be really cool. And, yeah, we, we have a few demos, like, we're working on, and um, yeah. I think it's just kind of getting the band together and, and just kind of working stuff out. Yeah. I got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of ideas. I'm feeling ideas. very creative. Like, I'm feeling feeling very content and free in my mind, which allows me to be creative. You know what I mean? That's good, dude. It, do you yeah. think, like, having a new space, too, is kind of helping with that as well, or...? Not not just a new space, but like it's my space, and I'm not talking about the you know pioneering social media network. I'm talking about just a place that is my own, and and so I'm very happy about that. I feel you, I feel you, dude. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, do we have any news? Pop culture news. Uh, pop culture. Stuff? I can't think of anything crazy or big that's happened. Um, I know we lost Lady Olena, but that might have been the week before. Um, uh, I watched, I know this probably the, uh, might be a week or two already, but I saw the Dune trailer. Yeah, I saw it. It's a lot I, of people were like, I. it knocked my socks off. And I'm like, you know, okay. looks like well, a big budget trailer. It, it's funny because I saw the, like the original Doom, Dune movie on like, I think it's on HBO or something. Oh, how was it? I've never seen it. I, I started it, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. So, um, but I was listening to... Uh, uh, Fat Man on Bat, uh, Fat Man, uh, Fat Man <laughs> on Batman. Fat Man. Batman. Now it's Fat Man Beyond. Man Beyond, right? yes. Fat yes. Man Beyond. <laughs> um, but they were talking about the trailer, and I guess it's it seems like beat for beat, kind of the same story that's going to be kind of similar to the '70s movie that came out. Um, and I could see that you know like them updating it or whatever. But I am interested to finish the movie just to see like what, right what, what that kind of lore is about. I guess. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, I I know nothing about Dune. I know nothing about any of it. But I have heard that this adaptation is apparently much closer to the books. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm hearing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know too much about it, but I I thought I'd mention it because I feel like that's kind of like the only. I guess, like, trailer thing that came out. Yeah, I mean, you know, because Hollywood's halted, you know? Batman got fucking COVID. Batman Dude. got COVID. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wild. But oh, uh, but shooting has resumed on the Batman, so I'm, I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for this one. Um, I think it's going to be good. I am too, man. Yeah. I am too. I, I'm kind of like itching to my roommate hasn't seen batman 89 so what which yeah, roommate so, is this uh anna maria the uh older sister that i have and do you so have ta- the schumacher burton films do you have them i feel like i might have them i might have the batman 89 on dvd somewhere in my boxes somewhere fam they released um, those in 4k that's that's what you gotta yeah okay yeah. Okay. I've got them on 4K on the Apple TV, and then I've got them all on Blu-ray oh, and sick. DVD. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, somewhere. yeah, she hasn't seen it, so I feel for real we're gonna find like a, a movie night and probably watch it, and you know, get back, get back yeah. into some Batman. So you can watch Batman '89 whenever, um, but Batman Returns should be watched at Christmas time. 
Ah, uh, okay. Okay. It is a Christmas right. movie, technically. It is a Christmas, technically yeah. a Christmas movie. <laughs> so I'm throwing that into my rotation this year. I, I, okay, cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I can think of. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I can't, I mean, yeah, nothing's going on right now. You know, things are getting released. Oh, I wa- did I talk about this? I watched Woke on Woke. Hulu. What's, what's this? Is it a TV it show? Stars, uh, yeah, it's a TV show. It stars Lamorne Morris, uh, who was Winston on New Girl. My favorite character oh, on New Girl. I have seen. I've seen a trailer of this. Yeah. Yeah, I Is binged it. it uh, yeah, on the on the day that the sun never came out, on the red day. Um, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I watched that, and um, it's tough, right? Because it deals with race and race relations with cops, and and it takes place in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and it's good, and it's light, and it does it. It never goes too deep into those kinds of themes but coming out in 2020 after the last several months it felt like it needed to go much deeper than it did you know what i mean gotcha but yeah i loved lamorne morris i loved the supporting cast um one of the guys from uh workaholics the guy with the crazy hair he's yeah he's one of the best friends in it it's he's very good um but yeah great cast you know and it's it's an easy watch and you know Lamar Morris is just one of the most effortlessly charming uh individuals in television he's great and he was a writer on New Girl I don't know that he was oh, a writer on this but uh, and it is based off loosely based off of an actual cartoonist um oh, interesting okay who, who lived in the Bay Area so it, I, I liked it for all those reasons um and I think it was it was good but um it was getting kind of taken a task by critics for not for being too light on the race stuff and you know i see that point of view i totally get it um but i do wonder like okay when was this actually written and shot and you know what i mean like yeah yeah tv and movies you know it's i mean tv's quicker tv's a lot quicker of a turnaround than movies but like you know these things are in the can for a year two years before they actually see the light of day so you know what i mean it's kind of an unfair judgment on it Affiliate. but yeah yeah um, cool yeah okay so i should check that out then because it's good yeah i saw the trailer yeah. and it seems pretty cool woke all right all right got some woke. tv recommendations yeah and if i if you'll permit me one more this yeah. dropped this week pen 15 season two. Oh, i love pen 15 so the pen second season is, came out then. it's so good and it's okay it's i i think i enjoyed the first season more maybe because it was new and it was like a new kind of concept but this one is i think just as well written just okay. as good um some real laugh out loud moments some things where i was like wait what and i had to rewind it um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil but yes pen 15 is great it's still great i can't wait for the next installment they only gave us seven episodes this time which we waited over a year uh for se- yeah for, seven, for huh? season two and it just, it didn't, like, I want more. I so want more from these talented, talented individuals. It's such a great show. So Cool. Yeah. Ooh. I dig, dude. Yeah. You I, dig. I, I think I have to finish the first, I don't think I finished the first season. So. Oh, my God. What's, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I know. Recording I gotta, music? I gotta, <laughs> no, I got to, yeah, I got to finish that, and I'll probably end up starting the second season. Just go yeah. dive right into it. It's very good. Cool. <laughs> very good. Um, cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of it as far as, uh, you know. Some some pop culture news. Yeah. 
you want to get to some lists, Joey? I would love to get to some lists, my friend. Lists. Lists. Um, would you like to go first? Would I? Would you? How? How either do you one, want to? Either one. Uh, you you go first, my friend. All right. All right. Um, well, you sent me. Uh, was it today? Was it earlier today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. sent me a uh, uh, a studio that's kind of around where you're living right now. It's on Polk Street. Yeah. It's called uh, Bird. Bird Records Bird Studios, Bird Rec, Bird Records, or and, Bird Recording uh, Studios, or something, something like that. I, I checked it out; it's super cool. I, I think it's a very interesting place, yeah. and it got me thinking of uh, like different like recording studios. I know we've been, you know, we've done some recordings ourselves, and in our day, uh, in our day, and I feel like we. I mean, I don't know that ma- you know that many studios, but I just thought it would be interesting to like. Just uh, count down your top five like recording studios, and, and maybe if it has a, some sort of connection to maybe the music or something you're listening to. So, Ooh. what are your top five recording studios? That just reminded me of one. Ooh, Fuck. little last minute addition. Fuck. Yeah, and I've got to. <laughs> I need to get this one in there. So I'm gonna strike. Hmm. I know one is on your list for sure. And I'm like, do I strike that one? Because there's another one that I feel I would strike, but I feel like it might. It probably is on your list, but it might not be. Which one, which one is it? Well, but I'm going to strike it. So, all right. All right. All right. I'm striking it. I was, I'm striking Sound City. Oh, uh, okay. Is I that on your list? One. Yes. Okay, yes, cool. All right. We're not, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I'm going to go with Sun Studios. Ooh, Little Sun Studios. Memphis, okay. Tennessee, baby. Yeah. Um, where Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, they all got their start because of Sam Phillips at uh, Sun Studios. And um, I've never been, unfortunately. My parents went and they said that part of Memphis now is just kind of a shithole. And uh, no offense to anyone listening, I don't think we have any Memphis listeners. We do have some listeners in Russia, so hey, comrades. Um Pour, pour a vodka out for us, um, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll keep drinking the JMO. But, um, yeah, Sun Studios is historic. And um, really, when you think of all the records that got made there, um, including the Million Dollar Quartet, right? Um, it's, I mean, it's the birth of, well, no, no. Cadillac Records is the birth of rock and roll. It's Chuck Berry and, you know, all those guys. But... Uh, there's no denying the sheer popularity and staying power of Elvis Presley, right? Um, he transcends music. He's, he's just an icon, period. And, um, and for me, you know, Johnny Cash is, Cash is king, baby. Um, and then you get, you know, 13-year-old cousin marrying Jerry Lee Lewis, who was just crazy and awesome. And, um, uh, you know, Carl Perkins, Blue Suede Shoes and all that, you know, it's, it's the, the talent that came through that place is staggering. Um, it's wild. That's so cool, dude. Sun Studios. Sun Studios. Here we go. Ooh. Number four. In fact, I'll switch these two. So I'll put Sun Studios at four and for five, I'm going to go Abbey Road. Which well, we Abbey have Road. been there. We've not been we inside, we, but we have yeah. walked across yeah. the lanes, as people do. And, um, 
Yeah, you know, because we've actually been because like I, you know, you spend a lot of time in recording studios. I've spent my fair share of time in a couple, but I don't really have you know, I love I love the atmosphere. I love the feeling of being in a studio. I think, you know, I miss it. I miss it a lot. But you've been in far more studios than I have. So it's it was harder for me to kind of, you know, it's like, well, we haven't been inside Abbey Road, but we've been there. We've been there. So that works. I, was, I would that love to go me. another time. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll have, have like tours or something inside there. That'd Man, be super cool. That'd be amazing. That'd be so <laughs> cool. Um, number three, I'm going to go Expression Studios in Emeryville. Dude, um, we have a personal is, connection to that one. We do. They are, they're more of a, uh, it's, it's kind of an art school. And so your engineers are students um, and you're the guinea pigs. So they bring you in and they record your demo or however many songs you can get done in a couple days. And, uh, you know, I think we were there for a weekend. And, yeah. um, you know, we had a lot of cool experience. We were 15, 16 years old doing this stuff. Um, yeah. That's not every kid gets to do that. And these are good studios. These are very good studios. And it's all, you know, everyone's trying to be professional and on their best behavior. They even had us uh, there for a live gig. That's do you remember right. that? It was like yeah. when streaming was new and we streamed a whole concert, you know. Yeah. I would did love they, did to they give us hear the, that. Yeah, did they give us? We had it, yeah. We a had CD it. for that? I'm going to have to look into mm-hmm. our uh, my old iTunes library. Of I do. Yeah, I know. I got to grab I got to send you guys stuff. some of that stuff because uh, – yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be really cool to listen back to. <laughs> I'm terrified because that's when my ego was just at the height. And uh, I don't want to listen to that. I really don't want to listen to me. <laughs> it's all just, good. I mean, no, no, it's honestly, not. It, it's a cool little like time capsule, right? I always, especially with like live recordings, I always feel like yeah. it's just such a great, you know, kind of capturing of that time. And I guess for us personally, it's like, you know, uh, what we were going through as a band and you know, writing songs and stuff. And, and then our yeah. first experiences like recording and like doing this kind of live recording stuff, you know, it's, it's such a I'm cool experience for us, you know, big fan of time capsules that make you want to go to the rope store. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, I'm going to say Sean day's bedroom slash dorm room. Hey, um, <laughs> we recorded so much, you know, just the two of us, but then also the four of us in your bedroom, in the bathroom in Monterey, uh, the stone, uh, or it was cement. It was cement like bathroom. Cement, yeah. <laughs> Which, bad idea for college kids. These kids are getting drunk for like the first time in their life, too drunk, and then they're passing out in the shower, and it's just yeah, and <laughs> cement in there. Cement shower. That was wild. Um, but we would record in there, and it, it didn't have great acoustics, but I mean we weren't bothering anyone because it was encased in fucking cement. Um, and like every night, you know, we'd be, I mean, there was that, that first year that I moved down there, we were recording music almost every single night and you'd come back from class and be like, learn something new. Okay. Let's, let's get back to it. Let's do something different on this one. And, uh, you know, that was really, that was really teeth cutting kind of stuff. And then by the time we, we recorded pilot radio, we were in your bedroom in East campus and, uh, you know, you had, you had a better grasp on, on, you know, your craft. And then, uh, and I was sitting right behind you. I didn't know what the fuck to press on the computer. You were doing everything on the computer, but we both listen and be like, okay, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 no, let's change that. Oh yes. Both guitars right there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just on the fly, Hey, what if we, you know, added this vocal arrangement or what if we added this little guitar part, you know, and it was, that's, 
and it, you know, the fact that we were recording this album, um, in a bunch of different places, um, you know, or separately, we weren't really, that album, unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't get together as a band and learn all the songs together, right? So we would kind of create a skeleton of the song or, and then teach it to, you know, Simon and Andrew and, and they'd fill it in and they, and it sounds great, but then you hear the end of every song and every song, no one really knows when to stop. You know, yeah. <laughs> only the songs that we've been playing for years all stop on a dime. Yeah. And all the others just kind of, no, 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 you know, it's like, okay. Um, and then of course, you know, your bedroom at your house. Um, yeah. Which I, I went with you to record, I want to say maybe Joe Manio or something like that, or, but I've been with you when you're recording other people. And then we got to record um, Low Cut Dress there and if i i'm gonna set a note to myself and we're gonna end the show we're gonna have low cut dress take us out instead of our regular theme how's that sound that idea yeah because this is this is us um at full power and what i hope whatever we do next will sound like you know Um, it's a good song man i really that remembering that process and like you know being in the house and we did one night you know yeah, and th- th- I think that's what's so cool about like home studios is like that you know you're in a place where you're comfortable, um, you know, for the stuff we're doing, you know, moving to different uh, places on campus. You know, we we just had to settle in, and and then that just became like my workspace or you know a place where we recorded. And it, it I still love that concept of, and you know, we we were talking off air about you know me coming up and you know hopefully starting some of these recording uh, songs and demos. And kind of doing the same thing, like set up shop, maybe at, at my, my fam's house or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then just, you know, nail out ideas. And I think that's, you know, being in a place where you're comfortable with and kind yeah. of like your own space, you know, I think that's always a, a good thing. I do so. miss it. I like on, a, you know, the band, I think Andrew and I have talked about this before, but like the band was so defining to who we were and then, and then it wasn't there. And, um, I, you know, and we've got, we got a little bit back and then fucking COVID happened. And, um, so I don't know. I, I long for the day we get to all play together again. I, I yearn for it really. Uh, I hope so too, man. I, I totally feel you, man, on that. Yeah. And the yearning. Know. You're yearning as well. The yearning. <laughs> a co-yearning. Co-yearning? Co-yearning. Um, <laughs> We'll do it soon. Number one, though, where we recorded an EP and a full album, our first introduction into um, recording just at all and like, you know, and not like on a little MP3 kind of thing in your garage, but, uh, oh, shit, people can do this as a profession and pursue this as their life, you know, Um, Sisyphus Sound. In San, yeah, Francisco, in San Francisco, Colin Fairbairn, um, ghost to the internet. I tr- tried to track him down. I can't. So, imaginary audience, if you know where Colin Fairbairn is, I would love to get in touch with him and just see how he's doing. Because um, he recorded us when we were 15, 16 years old. Yeah. 14, between 14 and 16, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, and we worked with him a little after that as well. Um but uh, he had a great studio, and it was like the perfect kind of setup. Um, you know, it was it was looking at it now. Oh shit, that was just a fucking studio apartment in a loft. Uh, and you know, you take those these giant 
it was across the street from Slim's. You take these giant elevator up, and um, you'd walk in, and there's like the little room on the couch, which is probably where he slept. Thinking about it, because there's no bedroom in this place. Yeah, you know, it was a little couch, TV, and we would hang out there. With someone was in the master bedroom that he had converted into the recording studio, and then there was an actual room with the glass, and he had a beautiful board. Um, and then a separate room for vocals, but it was all a very tight, small space. And, um, you know, we were watching Blink-182, the Urethra Chronicles, and, like, seeing their antics in the studio. So we were just, we had a camera with us. We were into jackass. We were just being fools the entire time and recording a record. And, um, you know, one of the most, I think, beautiful experiences of my life, probably, um, it was just being cooped up with, you know, the four of us and your dad and, you know, Colin and, and Jordan Tag yeah, was, Jordan. was the engineer. Um, but, yeah. Such yeah. such good times, man. I feel like yeah. that was also another kind of start or, like, genesis of, like, you know, music and, like, the process of recording mm-hmm. and, like, um, you know, how to put a record together and, you yeah. know, what goes into, you know, making a, a song or... Oh, it and, fired off so many different synapses in our brains, you know. And, exactly. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We were 15. I will never forget um, when you went in to finally record your guitar parts for a fair time. And we've been playing the song in the garage, you know, for however many months. And you go in there and you start, you're in there for like a good hour just laying down different stuff every single take and we're i'm like i've we've never heard this before (laughs) this is amazing this is amazing like i'll never forget you know i mean i've always known you're a very good guitarist but in that moment it's like whoa this dude and he keeps it to himself (laughs) what what a selfish little prick but um (laughs) you know that was incredible that was incredible to really you know just i i think the studio um I think out of everyone you connected with it the most obviously because you have forged your path forward with that, you know, but, um, but I think that was the moment where you were just like, let me try this and let me try that. And, you know, (laughs) at least from my perspective. And that was, I'll never forget that moment ever. Uh, I remember from that, do you remember the, (laughs) I think we were on the roof somehow of that place or, there was a way we were able to get on the roof, I think. Yeah, yeah. And there was like the like a fucking skylight or something. It was like a mar- like the biker marathon, cyclist marathon, but it was like naked cyclists. They were naked cyclists. Naked cyclists <laughs> cycling <laughs> through San Francisco. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I remember that very clearly. Not beautiful. Uh, just yeah, I, I I totally yeah I agree. With, I mean yeah, the just like I guess fit yeah discovering my love for recording and um. And also just uh, the process. And, and then, yeah, uh, even as a band, I think it made us like a tighter band. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, really kind of seeing like, even aside from the pro- the technical and all that kind of stuff, like it's just really like being able to like be a band together and, yeah. and really feel out what we want to express. And I think that was really, for, for our age especially, I think that was yeah. a very important moment. Well, uh, the idea of just being able to kind of take the microphone and, hey, let's just swing it while you record or while you play and like, Oh, that's going to get a different sound. But what if we put it through this or what if we do, you know, like when you're in the studio, you know, anything can be anything. 
And um, it's really like, you know, I struggle with it when I really sit down and think about it. I'm like, what do I, what do I enjoy more? Do I just, do I enjoy playing the songs live? Or do I enjoy recording? And they're such different things. I mean, you can be in a recording studio and unfortunately not touch a guitar all day and you'd be bored out of your fucking mind. But, um, you know, you play a show and 45 minutes later, boom, it's over and you're sweaty and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, <laughs> you know, it's complete opposite ends of the spectrum, but somewhere in the middle they meet. And um, I can't choose what I enjoy more. To be honest yeah. with you, probably probably playing live. Probably playing live, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there's something really really special about being in a studio, especially with people that you trust and can really be creative with and be goofy with and down a Red Bull with and go, "What do you think about this?" And um, you know, there you go. There it is. There we go. That's Dude. chaos theory. I like it. And I, I like how there's a lot of like personal, you know, personal stories behind some of these studios you've mentioned tonight. So that's super cool, dude. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> oh my god. Um well my list of studios is kinda all over the place. Uh is it now? Okay, I'm gonna start with number five. Uh, uh I did a good place to start. Number five. I did actually work at or interned interned at the studio. Um, it was called Firehouse Recording Studios in Pasadena. Firehouse. Um, What's what, with the uh, quotation marks there, Shani? Uh, intern. I was an intern, which uh, I didn't necessarily work there proper, I guess. But uh, oh, it was counts. cool, man. You were there. Yeah. You went there every day. You did your. You earned your. I did my. I did my. I, yeah, I did my thing. Got coffee for people and stuff, but. Um, yeah, it was a cool studio. It was, uh, I don't believe it's there anymore. I think they moved uh, to a different state, I think. like the, It was like a label and a studio like next to each other. So I think they moved shop somewhere else. But it, it, with the name, it uh, was built from an old fire station um, in the cool. heart of Old Town Pasadena. Love that. Um, super, I mean, quite a big studio. Uh, I remember meeting the type of like people that would come through there. I remember meeting, um, Ivan Reitman, like who did Ghostbusters. <laughs> wild. Uh, wild. Yeah. So they, the, they had some pretty heavy like clients coming through there. Um, and I guess mostly kind of like for, uh, like movies or TV compositions. So they had like a big enough room to fit like, you know, on like brass ensembles and stuff like that. So, uh, cool. it was, a very interesting experience for me because I've just never been in a studio that big and with a clientele of like, you know, just a bigger scale. So it was really interesting to kind of get to learn how that type of studio works. And I thought it was really cool. And I enjoyed my time there. And, you know, I wish, I wish I could have worked there like full time as an actual person, but I think my time there just learning was, was uh, good enough. So beautiful. Love it. Beautiful. Uh, number four, I've got, uh, this is kind of a, a historical one. It's uh, Hitsville, uh, I guess Hitsville Studios or Motown Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Nice. Um, I love this documentary. It's uh, Standing in the Shadows of Motown, and they talk very dearly about that studio space and just all the songs that just got created from the Motown catalog and uh, you know, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, and of course the Funk Brothers, who are the main band behind a lot of their music. So um, it's amazing when to think like just a small little space was able to just curate some of the most 
I mean, influential music, I feel, with, especially with Motown and, and the type of music they, uh, you know, brought out. So I think kind of similar to like Sun Studios, I think they, they it had a, a historical and, and, and definitely a big mark on probably the music, you know, musicians and, and bands moving forward. So, yeah, Hitsville. <laughs> I love that. Which I would, like to, I would like to go there someday. You know, that's another place I'd like to go to. So, um, so I've got, it's tough with these. I don't, I don't know if there's a really a good order for any of these, but I'm going to go three Abbey Road Studios. Wonderful. Uh, Joey mentioned we have been to, we've been to Abbey Road and I've, uh, I've seen a lot of like, I guess Abbey, they have like a lot of Abbey Road live uh, videos like uh, they do a lot like a series uh, live so I've seen a few videos of like <clears throat> their studio space but apparently there's like a lot of different types of studios because uh, generally with recording studios you have like a studio A which is like the bigger studio and you have like studio B which is kind of a smaller kind of more intimate space so I think like Abbey Road has like I don't know four or five of those rooms or something in there it's pretty nuts <laughs> that's really cool and of course, uh, Beatles, you know, recorded there. Um, I also looked up uh, Pink Floyd, Aretha Franklin has been there. So it, it's catered to a lot of popular and very influential bands um, over the years, and and it's still going. It's it's still a a very you know full fledged popular studio, and I would love to one day go with you, Joey, and actually go inside and like take a tour or something. I don't know, one day. <sighs> That would be amazing. That'd be so cool. It'd be super cool. And maybe, yeah. I don't know, souvenir on the way. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, Abbey Road Studios for number three. Well, I'm number, very curious what the next two are. Uh, number two, uh, I've got Sound City Studios in Van Nuys. Uh, I mean, there's a documentary that came out uh, that Dave Grohl, I don't know if he directed, but he like co-produced. or. I think he directed I think, yeah. Um, I'll look that up. Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, he did a documentary called uh, Sound City. Um, and it's about Sound City Studios in Van Nuys. And watching that documentary, I just the amount of people that have come through the studio is, is quite incredible. I mean, from our favorite bands like the Arctic Monkeys to like, I mean, Tom Petty, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Slipknot, like, all, I mean, all sorts of different genres of bands, too. And I, I don't know what I feel like the main reason why a lot of people went there was the kind of uh, the sound acoustics of the room. And they weren't necessarily, I would say, like studio, you know, appropriate or, uh, you know, I mean, You're I'm not unconventional, sure. unconventional. And I think that's why a lot of people went to this place is because of the, the type of sound it created. And of course, they have a, uh, a beautiful Neve console, which is a very classic uh, mixing board and, and recording, and uh, I think Dave Roll ended up buying that that mixing board. He did. Um, that's the uh, that's the part where the documentary kind of lost me. I loved yeah. everything about the studio, and then it became like this weird infomercial of Dave Grohl being like, "Look who's coming to my house and using this studio, and we're recording an album, and you can buy it on this day." And you know, it just felt it felt like a commercial after the first half of the documentary, which was all about the space and where this, this board lived and what yeah. bands came through. Um, but yeah, yeah there's, there's something cool. to be, there's something to be said about like some of the equipment at studios too. And I, and I know a lot of, uh, like newer studios, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I still 
favor like gear and equipment like that. And these days it's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a different world now, you know, it's digital and, but there's just something about some of those like, you know, like analog gear. That's just like, it has like a specific sound that comes off of it. And I think that's another reason probably why a lot of people went to sound city for that kind of, you know, like the, the sound of the Neve board. Um, but yeah, uh, incredible, cool little studio. I would actually love to go there sometime. I, I feel like it closed and they like reopened it like under new ownership or something. So um, I'm not sure how uh, available it is or if it's easy to kind of just like, hey, can I take a tour or something? But or what gear is still even from the original era, right? That too, yeah. And that's yeah. you know that's usually important too. And I'm sure someplace like Abbey Road Studios probably has some very vintage like gear that's probably probably from when the Beatles were recording or something like that. So um, yeah, yeah, super cool. Very nice. And then my last one, which I would love to visit one day, um, is Blackbird Recording Studios in Nashville. Um, Some artists that I've recorded here, Kings of Leon, Rob Thomas, uh, probably any country artist you can probably think of has recorded at this studio. Um, It's, it's I think, a staple studio, I think, in Nashville. It is one of the the greats out there. Um, when I looked at pictures of it, it's just like open windows, like just, it's such a, it, it almost feels like, uh, such an open aired like studio and, and similar to probably Abbey Road, it has a ton of different rooms with just like insane, like looks and designs. And, and I always feel like that's part of a studio too, is the kind of like the vibe you're trying to create or the, you know, the kind of like the look of it, uh, not necessarily the look, but, um, no, yeah, the, like Design. the aesthetic yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the environment you're in, which will hopefully help facilitate creativity and all sorts of stuff. So it all plays a part. It all plays a part. So if we ever make it to Nashville, which that'd be kind of a cool trip to go on, Joey. And I know you Nashville's went there. Nashville's fun. Nashville is fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that, that is one place I would like to visit. And I think it's, it, it's a, again, an, a, a very staple recording studio. And I, it's probably, you know, there's probably been so many bands and, and musicians and, and maybe that's why I, I cater towards these as my, and my top list is because, you know, a studio, it's almost like it's a living, breathing place and, um, and, and almost a part of history, depending on how long it's been operating and how many bands have come through there. So I feel like a place like Blackbird, Abbey Road, you know, there are places that have stood the test of time and, and really have catered towards so many different musicians and bands over the years and, it's really cool to see that. And of course, I'm sure there's probably hallways of records and plaques or whatever in these places, but um, it's just really cool to be able to like be there and just kind of soak it all in and be in the same room that. Yeah. You know, the, it has a spirit. In, right? has those a rooms spirit. have a spirit. You know, yes. And you tune into that. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. That's, that's my five y'all. I love it. I love it. Um, Studios. I'm glad we talked about that. I was really kind of uh, worried about that. I was like, shit, I don't know, studios. I, I'm glad we got to talk about that. That was yeah. nice. <laughs> got to revisit uh, some of our blind issues recording days, too. Yeah, man. Which is cool. <laughs> Near and dear to my heart, baby. Um, well, I'm, I've honestly, okay, we're nearing 200 episodes. I'm running out of shit, folks. I don't know what the fuck to ask from week <laughs> to week. Um, but this has been one that we said we would kind of... Uh, you know, I, I feel like enough time has passed. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we currently listening to? What are our top five current records on rotation? Jonathan Day, take it away. All right. So number five, 
I've got some Elton John still on there. I think I might have put this on my last list, but uh, I'm still rocking uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Great album. Uh, incredible Great album. Great record, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, classic Elton John. I mean, and as, as far as just, you know, my, <laughs> I'll take a tip from my dad. I mean, He's recommended, you know, Elton John, David Bowie. I mean, some of the great songwriters, and and it's great to listen to, because you know I'm always in the production side of it, or you know, kind of. But it's also very good to focus in on just the songwriting and just like the lyrics of the of the songs. It's so and good. You've seen Rocket Man, right? You know what? I have not seen that one. That's what? the one. It's I, so yeah. good. I like okay. it a lot. Maybe that's what I okay, like. I'm gonna watch lot. that tonight. Then I watched it on the plane to England, and it got me so jacked. Like this last trip, I watched Dude, it on okay. Virgin, um, and it was amazing. Um, and it's all about the relationship between Elton John and Bernie Taupin and their songwriting oh, process. Cool. Okay. And it's done in such a flamboyant musical style. It, fe- it feels like Elton John's personality seeps through this entire movie. That's great. That's I good. think you'll really like it. Um, but yeah, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is a phenomenal record. It was the first record my mom ever bought with her own money, and she gave me that double album years Ooh. later. So that's the the copy that I have in my collection. Cool. It's, yeah. Oh, wow. Benny and the Jets is like maybe one of my all-time favorite songs. It's so Love good. It. Is that recorded live? Or did they just take the live piece and Ooh. put it? I don't in know, front but you the, know what? Now I'm gonna look at the 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 uh, the liner notes, notes? And it, liner notes. Um, cause that, that it does. If, when I always hear it, it always sounds like very live for sure. Like yeah. it was performed live, but just like the beginning, right? I don't, I, maybe they, the crowd is throughout the song. I can't really remember, but I, you, you hear them definitely even before, like just as the piano done, done and just, but then I'm thinking no one's ever heard this song before. If you're out in the audience, because this is the record, it's on record. It's on you know the record, I mean? yeah. So it'd be it'd be very interesting to see if even if I can dig up any, you know, anything on that because and that's and that's uh, you know, relating to the studios and and our, I guess our current records is you know I love to read the notes because especially with records because it's like you know it's like who was part of who wrote the songs who you know who was uh, who were the session musicians who played on the records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then also, uh, you know, the, like where it was recorded and the, you know, sometimes there's even like deeper comments on the song. So, you know, I think yeah. that's what I really enjoy about these, these records. And, um, especially I think something like Yellow Brick Road, I, it's amazing. Like, uh, like display of <laughs> the artwork's amazing in it. So yeah, it's very really vibrant. Good. So it's awesome. Great pick. Great pick. Yes, sir. And watch Rocket Man. I think you'll like it. Yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually going to put that on tonight because I, yeah. I don't I don't have to work early in the morning. It's so. it's free. It's streaming somewhere. But Taron Edgerton is he is very good, and he did all his own singing. Really? Um, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If if it's not streaming on a platform that you have, let me know. I'm sure it's streaming on one that I have, and I will give you my login credentials and just just watch that fucking movie. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so number five, Elton John, Yellow Big Road. Goodbye, Yellow Big Road. Wonderful. Uh, I got The Beatles. Um, I have Revolver here. Ooh. And Beatles I have... Revolver? Hell yeah. I have my dad's copy. So I have a copy that... I'm trying to remember where I got it. I have a copy that I... I don't know where I bought it from, but 
have a copy. It's a U.S. copy, and then I have my dad's copy of it, which uh, he gave to me. Um, it's a mono, and that's I bet. Mono, like oh, original God. pressing and everything. Yes. It's yes. in actually really good condition too. So I'm of course super is. stoked of off course it. it is. God so I it. yeah, I listen to. I've been listening to that version of it in mono, and even though like I mean I don't know, there's something about mono. It's just like. I don't know if it sounds like more raw or well, it's the way those songs were intended. Like exactly. that's how they mix them. You know, they stereo wasn't a thing. So it's like when you're listening to it in mono, you're listening to how the Beatles intended you to hear it. You know what I exactly. mean? So yeah, it's cool to put it on, listen to it. Like, I guess with that intention, man. And, and, yeah. um, you know, it's a great record and a lot of good songs on it. And Very uh, cool. again, Again, I, I always catch myself again reading the you know the cover, and um, it's really cool to kind of get in that mind state of like where they were at, like the Beatles at that time. And what are your favorites off that record? Um, man, I'm gonna look up uh, the track list. Tax Tax Man's on that one, right? It opens the record, man. It, it's a yeah, good one. That's a Harrison a good, joint. Yeah, good like opening track for sure. I'm trying yeah. to remember what other songs. Um, Eleanor Rigby. I'm oh, I'm only sleeping is really good. That's a good song too. Um, it's a it's Jesus, a solid. There's record. so much history on this record. Um, Love you too. Here, ooh, here, there, and everywhere is beautiful. Um, Yellow submarine. She said. She said is fire. Fire. Good day sunshine. <laughs> that's yeah. That's Yo. one of my favorites off that one. Uh, and your bird can sing is so phenomenal uh for no one is really good dr robert's really good i want to tell you is awesome um got to get you into my life funnily enough is paul mccartney's ode to weed it sounds like a regular love song it is actually him singing to weed so perfect listen to it through that lens next time you throw that on different and then of course tomorrow never knows is yeah killer song it's groundbreaking killer song so uh, yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't know if I could say it's my favorite Beatles record, but as of right now, I love putting it on. I think it's one of my favorites to kind of just put on the record player and just kind of like just disappear in it. What so, would you say is your favorite Beatles record? Ooh. Just, and uh, we're not even talking top five. We're talking number one. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still a Sgt. Pepper's yeah? advocate. Yeah. Okay. Word. It's just such a... I don't know. There's just such all these different things happening in that album. And I don't know if it's the experimental nature of some of the songs or if it's like the con like the idea of a concept record, I would say. Um, I mean, album art kicks ass. I don't know. It's, I, I just love it. I love, I love all the, a lot of the songs on that record. Um, it's a very good record. It's very, very, no, I'm, I'm thinking. What, are, what is yours, Joey? I don't think you know what. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think Sergeant Pepper's even makes my top five. Um, I'm gonna Rubber Soul is my favorite Beatles record. Yeah, Rubber Soul. Um, right before Classic Revolver, they're kind of they're still in that experimental phase, but they're doing folk, they're doing pop, they're doing rock. Like it's it's all like it's cool to hear all the different. Yeah, the, it's so good. And uh, what's on that record? Um, you won't see me is in my top five songs by the Beatles is just so good. It's, um, fuck, fuck. I love that record. Yeah. We might have to revisit the Beatles. I think I would I love we, to re- I know we, we did need a weekly to revisit thing on the that. Beatles, but we need to do it weekly and we need to do it with, um, with a different guest every single time. Ooh, I like that. I think that. that is the key. Have a little so, like 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing it out there to uh, the imaginary audience. If there's anyone who just wants to talk Beatles, let's do this. Let's <laughs> hit us up. Do this. This could be fun. Maybe after our 200th or something, we'll, yeah. we can begin that project. Um, <laughs> cool. All right, Revolver, number four. Yeah, Revolver we went on a tangent before. there. Uh, number three, this, I think this made my last list, but I'm slowly, I kind of want to revisit this. I wanted to revisit this album because my dad's been, have you he's been listening to Low? And my dad got me this record for my birthday. Uh, it's David Bowie's Low. Um, nice. quite a interesting David Bowie record. And it, it really does show in his, in his writing and the, the kind of like soundscapes he does. And I, I think that's, what's really cool about David Bowie is he's just got like, you know, he's got like a conceptual thing behind a lot of his albums and he almost has like a characters and characters and stuff like that so um i'm currently spinning this one because i've just been my dad's been like have you listened to the whole thing and i was like i haven't listened to it all so i'm gonna sit down and listen to it so that's kind of my record of the week uh for this week i'm gonna finish you're absorbing it absorbing it currently but i think that is what i'm currently spinning at the moment uh so david bowie's low love that um Number two is, uh, I got, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but I got, uh, the Netflix show dark, uh, their yes. like the soundtrack. soundtrack, uh, music composed by Ben Frost. Um, and, uh, I finally had a chance to kind of like sit down and like listen to it just as a, from a listening perspective, just sitting down, um, you know, kind of try, it's kind of cool. Cause with a, a original soundtrack for a TV show, you kind of like, you know, you read the notes and it's like, oh, you know, what was happening in the scenes of the show versus the music. And um, there's a lot of uh, character like themes, too. So it's kind of cool to like, you know, kind of in a more isolated environment, just listen to like, oh, this is the theme of this character. And, you know, how does it relate to some of the other stuff that's happening in the, in the show? So um, it's a it's a really cool one. And it was uh, released on Inveda Records, uh, which is in. I think it's uh, Brighton or mm. it's in the UK. It's a, it's a, so they're the only ones like distributing the record right now. Um, and they do a lot of like TV show, like Netflix show type releases. What I found really cool though, Invader records, they do uh, records like vinyl records. They do CDs and they also do cassette tapes, dude. And I don't have a cassette player, but I just thought that was like super cool to have like a collect, like a collective item, um, that is a tape player. So I, I might even just try to maybe just find a cassette player, dude. And right on, you know, we'll see. So, yeah, so that's, uh, another one I'm spinning right now. Um, and then number one, of course, we talked clash on our last podcast with my dad. Mm. And, uh, this one is, is my favorite clash record. It's, it's London calling dude. Wonderful. Uh, and quite a extensive record. Uh, it is, I think it's like a, I think it's like four, it's a four, four uh, disc, baby. disc. Well, it's two discs, four sides, four sides, yes. 19 whole beautiful songs. It's such a, it's such a great listen, dude. And like, I mean, I could listen to that record like on Spotify or whatever, but it's, it's actually really fun listening to it on vinyl and like really experiencing the record like that. And, um, it makes me, you know, makes me think I don't, you know, don't have that many Clash records, so I would like to collect more Clash records in there. Um, which which ones do you have? Uh, I have, I think, Give Them Rope. I think, did you give me that one? I, did I give you that one? I know I have that one. 
either you gave it to me or I found it like when maybe okay. we were together record uh, record shopping and yeah. I have given rope uh, London calling and I think I have the the first clash record I guess is the US print of it um, I don't have the first record I always see it and it's always just a little too expensive so I'm like yeah eh. I, I 40 think I just, 30 bucks I'm like I'll, I'll pay like 15 yeah you know it's uh i i honestly i, I kind of want to ask my dad or you know any of my family in the uk if they even have like the uk pressing of that because that'd be super cool oh you can get I it can you can it. get it and that's the preferred pressing that's yeah. the one i would want to track down if i found it um you have got london calling give them enough rope i want sandinista i almost bought a really gorgeous uh like near mint original copy of San Diego. It was only like 30, 35 bucks at Tunnel Records and SF. And I didn't pull the trigger. And I always think about that. And I kind of wish I had. Um, but I do have Combat Rock. And I'm not going to... We just forget that uh, Cut the Crap exists just like we forget Kingdom of the Crystal Skull exists. Um, Still, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't need to be in the collection. There we go. So, yeah. So, yeah. London Calling, y'all. I love it. I, I'm very I interested to hear yours, dude. <laughs> Actually... I didn't put it on the list, but I did listen to uh, Clash, the UK pressing, uh, on oh. my walk the other day. Just thinking about our talk with your dad and all that. So, Imaginary Audience, uh, last episode, episode 197, uh, we talked with Sean's father, uh, Mr. Michael Day, and he told us some wonderful stories, and we talked to Clash songs. So, please give that a listen. Um, but, yeah, my list, I've been listening to a lot of Bob Dylan. So, I've got a lot of, my list is very Dylan-heavy. Hey. Heck yeah. Um, and I've actually got a lot of Dylan on vinyl. I never realized just how much I have of his on vinyl, but I got a lot. Um, anyway, number five, uh, John Wesley Harding by Bob Dylan. Ooh, I don't think I've heard this record. It's no. very good. It's, it's you know, that folksy song or, you know, story song kind of stuff. Uh, there's a song about uh, well, Frankie Lee. And Judas Priest, they were the <laughs> best of friends. Um, you know, and it's just this like seven minute song about their friendship and like lending each other money and like it's great. Um, all, all along the Watchtower is on that record. Yeah, nice, nice, classic. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really, I really dig that record. It's um, it's that kind of folksy. It's kind of an easy listen, but it's still you got to pay attention to like what's going on because they are stories. You know, um, it's a good record. It's a good listen. Nice. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Highly recommended. Um, number four, I too have a Beatles record. I've got right, a Hard Day's see. Night. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how, how far it is. Oh man, I was listening to this. Uh, I was listening to this on my walk, and and it brought me right back to Paris, man. I was listening to this all around Paris. Um, and even though in the official Beatles chronology, um, Beatles for sale comes between A Hard Day's Night and Help, I feel like A Hard Day's Night and Help are companion pieces. I feel like A Hard Day's Night is like, you know, the beginning of a relationship and Help is the end of a relationship or something. You know what I mean? Like, they feel very much cut of the same cloth. Um, where a lot of different other Beatles records feel very, very much their own thing. You know, like, the, you couldn't confuse the White Album with Sgt. Pepper's. That's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two feel like companion pieces, and I kind of like that idea. Anyway, um, another Bob Dylan, Bringing It All Back Home. Hey, ooh, okay, yeah. all right. Um, 
very good, uh, very good record. Uh, the I guess the standout that everyone would know is Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah. Um, there's some others that I'm I'm blanking on the names of. Um, but man. Um, oh, don't worry, Mom. I'm only I'm only sighing. I've heard the yeah, I've heard that one. That might be my MVP of the record, actually. Um, very good, very very good. Anyway, anyway, I'm very. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm, yeah, been listening a lot, of Dylan. Um, number two, this is a throwback. Nimrod by Green Day. Ooh, that is a solid fucking record. That is, a, yeah. and they solid. they've referred to it as their London Calling. Um, but man, um. Because it does, it has good riddance. It has nice guys finish last. It has, um, um, does it have minority? No, it has uh, hitching a ride. Hitching a ride, yeah. It's got a lot of good songs. <laughs> it's got king for a day. It's got my. I think my favorite. Or, oh man, it's got scattered. Um, it's but it's got prosthetic head. Prosthetic head is so, it's and it's an album ender. It's such a good. King album. They always end their albums pretty strong. Um, yeah, I've been really like just getting that's it to co- fucking Nimrod. Like that's cool, man. Like, yeah. I gotta get some like classic Green Day. I can't believe I don't own like Dookie on like vinyl or something. You know, you know I, mean? I don't. I don't think I do either. I think I. You know what? Honestly, I feel like I know my dad did. He had the like the CD when it like literally came out. He, he yeah. bought the CD. I bet. I fucking bet. Dude, that's awesome. Some Green yeah. Day, dude. That's, that's, yeah. that's a good one. I got to revisit that one. Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. And number one, um, an album that has quickly maybe broached the top five of like maybe my all time. If not, probably the top ten. Uh, Nashville Skyline, Bob Dylan. Hey, okay. This, this is, it's... Um, it's his most, I think, accessible record. Um, it's very, he does a different kind of voice. It's not the Dylan voice that you're used to. He's doing this weird uh, country croon kind of thing. And it's soft and it's, um, he, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, but it's good. It's very good. And he, the, the album opens with him and Johnny Cash duetting, which is like, uh, it was on my Spotify kind of random. And then I heard Cash and, and Dylan. I was like, what's this? And then I listened to the whole record and like, the record's over in like 20, 25 minutes. So, and if you're listening to it on Spotify, like I was, and I'm just working, I would, that album just was on repeat all day long. And, it, and I'd be like, wait a minute, you know, it's back at the beginning already. Like it just started. And, um, it's really good. It's really, good. but, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of the song? Uh, tonight I'll be staying here with you is the album ender. And it's really good. And, um, uh, Peggy Day, love to spend the night with Peggy Day. Very good. Um, the the kind of the one that everyone knows off this record would be um, lay lady lay lay across my big brass bed. Um, but yeah, so that's I don't know. That's Nashville Skyline. But yeah, Girl from the North Country is really good. Tonight I'll be staying here with you. Um, songs just about like equal parts heartbreak and and heartwarming and uh oh i like that (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah so uh very good very good record i like that i like that dude it's okay so is that one so i don't have that much uh dylan in my collection so is that Mm -hmm. a is that your record like should i start with that 
as far as uh, some Dylan, or is there? I think that's a probably a probably a good starting point because all the songs are like two and a half minutes long, where you listen to his early shit and it's not shit, but you listen to his early stuff and it's it's we're talking nine eight minute songs, you know what I mean? It's just a yeah. lot. And it's all just acoustic guitar and harmonica. We're like, he actually has a full band in this one. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a nice entry point. I would, I would give it a listen. It's only 20, 25 minutes. Listen to it on your way to work and back. And it's just, it's a pleasant listen. Like the songs are just nice. And, um, you know, you can just kind of, all right, this is good. You know, like, you know, um, where the other ones you're kind of like, I'm listening to fucking Dylan, like, you know, fucking language and shit. But like, you know. (laughs) This is just like this is just nice music. I I really adore this record. I can't get enough of it. It, it whenever I don't know what to listen to, this is what I throw on. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Dude, awesome. Yeah. I I it's great like we can come out of these lists sometimes and I like I have stuff to like look for, you know, look forward to or like you know, watch a, a movie that you've recommended or or listen to a record and Dylan is is I haven't skimmed enough of that surface for for Dylan and so you know, it's never too late to uh, to check out some Dylan. Hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I like the yeah, list. Yeah. I, I think this is definitely one we're going to have to revisit a few times, maybe maybe every, every like, 50 episodes or something like that. Or yeah, I mean, even every few months, you know what I mean? Like, we're always listening to new stuff. Me, me a lot less, excuse me, than you. But, um, you know, we're absorbing new, absorbing new stuff, you know, especially going, you know, I don't know how often, well, record stores are just starting to kind of come back, but, like, you know, oh, I got a Ronettes record. Uh, I think that's the last record I bought was Ronettes. Um, so I got, like, Be My Baby on vinyl. But anyway, I don't know how often you're going to the record store, you know. Um, but that's how I discover new music. I see something in the used bin for, like, five bucks. Yeah. 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 I'll give this a shot. Let's, you know, let's try this out. And then it turns out to be just fucking mind-blowing. It opens up your world. New experiences like we do because we are the Beatles. We are the poor Beatles from Liverpool. But from Liverpool. Um, from Liverpool we are. <laughs> remember those dark clubs in Hamburg, Paul? Of course, of course I, I do. <laughs> I booked them. I'm the leader of the, the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> good old Dewey Gax. <laughs> that bit never gets old. It's so good. Um, yeah, records. That's what we're listening to, folks. Records, um, everyone. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a special shout out. My buddy Roland sent me a housewarming present. Ooh. And I have yet to have a chance to listen to it, but this will be my record going into next week. Teenage Fan Club. Bandwagon-esque. So thank you, Roland. I'm going to pop this in. Such a cool cover, dude. (laughs) Very cool cover. And it came with a 45. Ooh. I like that. Yes. Pretty nice, that. Dude, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. Jonathan, do you have anything yes. you would like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? Uh, I mean, honestly, honest. honestly, just a shout out again to my, my dad who joined us on last week's episode. I think it was a, I mean, it was such a pleasure to hear some cool stories. I know we've, between Joey and I, we've heard a lot of stories from my dad. Those but, were uh, those were some new ones though. Those were some new ones, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was great, great having my dad on, and you know we uh, chatted the other day about how much fun we had on the show, and you know I think uh, definitely going to have him on again oh, in the near future. 
Um, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, if you guys haven't listened to the episode, last week's episode, check it out. Please do. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my share for this week. Just a little shout out from last week. Wonderful. Love it. Yes, sir. Joey, yes. What, what are you sharing yes. for us this week? Um, I've been just eating nonstop <laughs> since I moved over here. And I just wanted to give some local eateries a there shout out. Um, 250 feet away from me is this place called Amarena. And it's the first meal that I had here uh, after I moved in. Well, scratch that. Technically the second meal. First meal I had out, like sitting outside and dining. And I've been again. Um, and yeah, my parents and my lady helped a lot. Um, moving me in and getting me settled. Um, so that was where we have gone to kind of like, ah, you know, all right. Nice. Good, good neighborhood. Um, I want to give Ligoria a shout out. Best Fagazza that I've ever had in my life. It's a rosemary garlic. It's fire. This place, you know, sells out. You know, it's one of those places that when we're out, we're out and we're closed. Um, but I get up early and I'm over in this part of the city now. So I, you know, and it takes me 15 minutes to walk to North Beach. So I just do that walk in the morning. It's like 730. Oh shit, Liguria's open. Hey man, you got any Fagatza left? Yeah, all right, cool. Fuck. All right, school. Nice. Walk back with some Fagatza. Um, not bad that. And then uh, tonight we had pizza for dinner. We had Za. Za pizza. Za pizza. Yeah. Okay. Pretty fire. What, what kind of pizza did you have? We had the pastado. Pastado. So okay. Pesto potato. Mm. Garlic. Dude, now I want pizza right it now. It was fire. Dude. It was really good. It was really good. Nice. But yeah. yeah. I like man. that. Repping the, lo- the local eateries, especially during this time. You know, it's always good. That's actually probably probably the most exciting part about moving. I feel like kind of knowing, getting to know your surroundings and stuff. And yes, and like, you know, my favorite part of like when we went to Europe was just wandering, getting fucking just let's just start walking in a direction and figure it out. You know what I mean? And getting to kind of live that every day is, has been really wonderful. Um, I really, you know. Um, the other day when I walked over to Alicia's place, um, you know, I walked through North Beach, past the strip clubs, uh, to the Embarcadero, all the way down the Embarcadero, and then up to her place in uh, Petrar Hill, and 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 uh, it really felt like I was in fucking Paris again. Like you know, after you had left, I was just wandering by myself, and you know, just kind of like fuck. All right, I guess I'm alone now. You know, and uh, it it kind of brought me back to that, but it was nice. You know, having Marty with me, one, and then just like, oh, I know people in this in the city that I can like go to and you know walk to, and it was it was a very nice experience. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it, and so very cool appreciative. Too. Trying to you know not take it for granted. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was I was literally telling talking to one of my coworkers today about our our uh, France trip, our Paris trip, and I was like, did you did you talk about Amsterdam? Because we don't uh, talk about Amsterdam. Briefly. <laughs> yeah. No, we, 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 I was talking because, uh, you know, we were all, just, we just got in the conversation about, uh, you know, man, I want to, tr- you know, travel, like, once this whole pandemic thing's over. And uh, one of my coworkers has never really been to, like, Europe. So I was like, oh, you got, like, Paris. It was just, like, amazing. Like, my buddy and I, we walked everywhere, tried different, you know, coffee shops and different places to go to. And, and we literally, that was the best way to explore the city, dude. You know, just it was like great. Walking it was around great. And 
It was so, on our terms. We didn't have some annoying person trying to crack jokes while they're describing, oh, this is wham. Like, no, we got to, it was on our terms. It was very nice. I liked it. It's very nice. Yes. Yes. Jonathan. Yes. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Net. I feel like I have a .com somewhere, but I have yet to attach it to the website. So, <laughs> so that's .net so far. Um, that's okay. That's Joey, okay. where can we find your work on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter at JoeyPrody and on my website, JoeyProdyScripts.com. You can check out the show at Top5Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on YouTube. We're on Facebook at Top5Podcast, and we're also on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you... A lot of sexy time, love, and return. <laughs> a lot of sexy time, love, and return. Until next time, I'm Joey Prodi. And I'm Sean Day. TNT. (laughs) Oh, always a good time with you, Joey. (laughs) Ah, wait. Oh, no. I lost you. Where'd you go? Oh, God. There we go. Sorry.